Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. Hello, everyone. It is July 19th, 2016, and this is Locked On Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Phil Frostman-Reich. I'm the editor of OrlandoMagicDaily.com, and I have some good news for some of you. Um, just a quick, quick, quick podcast announcement before we get going today. Uh, uh, we are have been approved for Stitcher, and so I'll be setting up the Stitcher account uh, soon so you can now follow us. On iTunes, uh, searching Locked On Magic. You can also find us on uh, uh, on iTunes on Audio Boom, and then else, and then now on Stitcher. Uh, I'll be getting more details on that, and if there's any update that I need to make, uh, I will let you know. But uh, we we have been approved for Stitcher, and so uh, I'll be available on that platform too, if that's what you so choose to want. Um, on today's show, I'm going to talk about a, a big issue that that I've been talking about with a lot of people. I finally wrote about it late last week. Uh, and so I want to make sure that, that I drive this point home and discuss it in a little bit more, little bit more key. Uh, and uh, it, it ties in with something that I, wrote, that, I, that I wrote yesterday on the site about versatility. So today uh, I'm going to ask the big question, can defense be the key to the playoffs? Is that the Magic's ticket in? And then uh, on, that, on that note, I'll talk a little bit about uh, how versatility was a big key to what the Magic built this offseason. But before we get there, uh, I do want to at least note something going on in the NBA, and that is the end of Summer League. We have officially dried out the well of basketball, and now we are looking at a a long run, not not too long, but a long run of basketballless days and weeks ahead. Training camp doesn't start till the last week of September, early October. The schedule should be out probably in the next two, three weeks. Uh, so there are still some things to talk about, and, and there are ways to tide us over and get us through these lonesome days as as the NBA season has sort of officially come to a close. But, you know, it's always a bit sad that there's no NBA basketball, even if it's just Summer League. Of course, last night the, the Summer League championship was won by the Chicago Bulls in a pretty exciting game, actually. Denzel Valentine uh, hit two... Game hit a game tying shot at the end of regulation, and then a game winning shot at the end of overtime as the Chicago Bulls defeated the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, insert your Magic should have taken Denzel Valentine takes here, but you know now you know we've been the Magic have been off for a long time. They they obviously do their summer league in Orlando and 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 got that out of the way early, and and that didn't really answer any questions. So you know we've been asking a lot of big questions about this team and and thinking about whether the Magic have accomplished their goals, whether they, whether they truly can make the playoffs like they seem to believe that they can. Uh, but there are still some steps to go before we get there and still some things to see before we get there too. And like every team, everyone's going to be watching the next phases of the NBA calendar, which have nothing to do with the NBA. And that's going to be the Olympics. It's going to be incredibly interesting to watch these Olympic games from an NBA perspective. Uh, obviously, right now you have NBA, you have U.S. basketball training camp going on in Las Vegas. Aaron Gordon is participating as a member of the U.S. select team, 
and there's been some video already coming out of, of him and, and, and the workouts that they're doing over in Vegas. Uh, Greg Popovich is coaching the U.S. national select team, the future coach of the U.S. Olympic team. And so, you know, like I said yesterday, we're going to begin hearing a little bit more about what Aaron Gordon looks like. We're going to hear directly from him. There's an interview up on a website right now on uh, Believe the Hype, I believe, and I'll, I'll link to it and, and, and give it a listen later today, I, I believe, um, where Gordon talks about his future with the Magic. And it does seem like he's going to be playing small forward, and, and he's been told that, and he's focused on that. And so... We'll see if we'll see if that's you know going to work for him. We'll see if obviously uh, the team responds to it, whether he responds to it, whether that's the right fit for him. I mean, I'm still very much in the boat of Gordon should be a power forward. He's, he's kind of the future of the power forward position in this league. Though we're going to be able to watch him a little bit and, and and see how see how he's progressed on on sort of a public scale as those practices take place and those scrimmages take place and stuff leaks out from there. We'll also be able to see Mario Hazonia once again. He'll be playing for Croatia in the Olympic Games. Uh, I think people were generally disappointed in his play with Croatia during the Olympic qualifying tournament, and I'm not expecting big things from him. I'm expecting to see subtle things from him. Has his defense improved? And I, I think generally it, it seems like it has from what I watched in the Olympic qualifying tournament. Um, the way Croatia runs their offense does not give put the ball in his own hands. It does not use him as anything more than a spot-up shooter, and I think that's grossly misusing him. But that's just how things go for him. And so, you know, the Magic will be looking at this next phase of the schedule and not so much sitting on their hands, but watching it carefully, but not overreacting to it, obviously. Um so that's kind of where we're at now with the with the NBA schedule. We're now focused completely on the international competition that's going to be starting up in two three weeks. Uh, I sus- again, I suspect the schedule will come out before then. Uh, I suspect that we'll see you know some NBA news trickle out. We had the the Twitter uh, announcement today where the, the NBA is going to do some some str- a streaming partnership with Twitter, Vine, and Periscope. Um, you know there there's. Still a lot to be done, uh, but obviously things are beginning to quiet down on the NBA front. That's not going to stop us, though. We, we do have some big questions to ask, and we do have uh, some, some things to get to. And, you know, I've had a lot of conversations with fans and with, with my followers on, on Twitter, on Facebook, talking about this Magic team, and, you know... We're all trying to wrap our head around that. I mean, in reality, only Rob Hennigan, Frank Vogel, and Alex Martins know the true direction and vision they want this team to go on. So, you know, we're, we're, get, we're guessing a lot. We're, we're, we're kind of breaking down and, and analyzing what we see happening with this team. But to me, it's, it's very, very clear that the Orlando Magic are betting on defense to be their ticket to the playoffs and to end a four-year playoff drought. Though, again, tied for the longest playoff drought in the Magic's short 28-year history. So, that's the big question. Is that their ticket to the playoffs? I've heard, you know, we've talked a lot uh, about Nikola Vucevic, and he's certainly a, a, a touching point and someone that, uh, 
gets people up in arms and, and gets people, you know, defensive and, and, you know, uncertain because, yeah, Nikola Vucevic is one of the Magic's most consistent offensive options. But as I continually say with him, none of that matters if he can't defend. If the Magic's defense still doesn't work, and I, and, you know, let me make this perfectly clear. I think the Magic should go to camp with him unless a, a really good deal presents itself. And they should be ready to play with him as their starting center and see if adding Serge Ibaka works. But if Vucevic's defense is a hindrance to this team's success, then that's a problem. Because defense is the ticket to the playoffs. When you look at when you look at the numbers, I mean, and these aren't really numbers; these are just facts. These are just factoids, based on defensive rating. The top, I mean, what was it? Twelve of the top thirteen teams in defensive rating last season made the playoffs. The one that didn't was the Utah Jazz, who I think most people would agree had a lot of injuries and fell a game short of the playoffs in the loaded Western Conference anyway. In 2015, 10 of the top 12 defenses by defensive rating made the playoffs. The Indiana Pacers without Paul George was one of those teams. And in 2014, the top 12 teams in defensive rating all made the playoffs. This essentially means that at least three quarters, for the, mo- for the most part, three, nearly three quarters of the playoff field are the top defenses in the league. If you're gonna if you're gonna make the playoffs without a top defense, you better have one killer offense. And I think the Magic know they don't have a killer offense. When they entered this offseason, they said, we want to get rim protection. We want to add some add some rim protection and kind of change things up a little bit. Add some positional versatility, which I'll talk talk about in a little bit. It's so important for the Magic to be a good defensive team. Not only be a good defensive team, but be an elite defensive team. That is their ticket into the playoffs. That's how the Charlotte Charlotte Bobcats at the time made the playoffs with a really bad offense. And they did that without Jefferson, which which is a trick in in and of itself. Um... The Magic doubled down on defense throughout their offseason moves. They picked up Serge Ibaka for Victor Oladipo, and Victor Oladipo is a, a good defender. Serge Ibaka is an elite rim protector and defender. It, everyone's described him as a power forward unicorn because he can guard out on the perimeter and guard just about any position. They doubled down and picked up Bismack Biombo, a, a shot-blocking center. And they could run a lineup with Biombo and Ibaka where... Either one can switch, and either one can help, and both can block. And that is such a, a powerful tool for an NBA team to have. It's going to be tough to score in the paint against the Magic. And yeah, and uh, the skepticism about Nikola Vucevic comes up now because no one knows if he'll be able to maintain this identity. No one knows if he'll be able to be a part of not necessarily be a part, but if you'll be able to play at a level high enough to make this work. 
because that's the big that's the big problem that's the big deal with the magic and, and it might be a problem it might not be the Orlando Magic want to make the playoffs in 2017 they're not waiting on it anymore if they were willing to wait they would have said you know we improved by 10 wins last year and and I advocated for this I didn't think this was a bad idea so you know I don't take this as a negative I'm I'm a little more I may be a little bit more patient than a lot of people but if the Magic were willing to wait another year, they would have said, you know, we went from 25 to 35 wins. That's a big step up. We believe in this group. We just need to add some veteran pieces. They're continuing to mature. We will get there. The Magic didn't decide to do that this summer. Back in February, they decided not to do that. Back in February, they decided we're going to free up cap space and give ourselves the ability to spend. And they spent. And they went after guys hard. They got Serge Ibaka. They, you know, went after their tar- top target in Bismack Biombo, according to, to them. They, you know, they signed Jeff Green to a big deal. I mean, one-year deal at all. But, you know, they kept some financial flexibility. They didn't spend recklessly like they, they said they wouldn't. But they spent. And they re- reshaped the identity of this team to be a defensive team. And so now the question is, can it work? And that can only be determined on the court because there have been some teams that get into that that get into the playoffs. They don't advance very far because I think to, to be a really good team, you need both a top offense and a top defense. But the ticket in is to make defense your base. And the Magic have said they've wanted that since this rebuild began. They've said they wanted to be a hard-nosed defensive team. And that hasn't quite developed. They hired Scott Skiles, who's known for defensive turnarounds, and Skiles helped a little bit, but couldn't get him over the hump. And so maybe that necessitated some wholesale changes like the Magic made this summer. Maybe that pushed the timeline up. Maybe that got them to think, this rebuild isn't quite working out how we wanted to. We need to cash some chips in and begin to move forward. So, the key to making the playoffs this year is to have an elite defense. And for those saying, well, how are the Magic going to score? Who's going to take the last shot? None of that matters. The team's going to score. They're NBA players. They'll find a way to score. They'll use, their pre- they'll use pressure defense. They'll use shot blocking. They'll use turnovers to get out in transition and generate some offense and generate some mismatches. They're not going to have a pretty offense this year. We know that. I think we all know that. Even, even if you believe Nikola Vucevic is a primary offensive option, the Magic's offense hasn't been good for the last four years anyway. The defense, I mean, it's, it ticked up a little bit last year. The offense was actually better last year than most people give it credit for. But it's still not good. It's still middle of the pack at best. And that's probably the best this group can hope for at this point at least with the information that we have. Defensive potential, though, is where this team's going to make its mark. And so we will see if they're able to do that. And if this gambit works and 
gets and, and gets the team in the playoffs, it will be a successful season because getting into the playoffs opens doors for free agents, believe it or not. And I think the Magic realize that now, that they've been locked out of key free agents to make their team legitimately better. And now they've got to, they've just said, we just got to get in, get in the club, get our foot in the door, and then, th- and then things will get better. Look at Greg Monroe going to Milwaukee. Greg Monroe doesn't go to Milwaukee if the Bucks don't make the playoffs that year. Look at Paul Millsap. Paul Millsap stayed in Atlanta because he knew that was a better shot at the playoffs than joining an uncertain team. You've got to have something to sell. And that something is typically a playoff berth. So now I want to move into talking about another part, another aspect of the Magic strategy this offseason. And, you know, there are definitely a few things around here. And, and, and I think... Uh, our, our Zach Palmer did a good job, you know, in kind of recapping the offseason and how the Magic formed their identity and, and addressing this, this too. The, the Magic have always put this focus on positional versatility. Remember, Victor Oladipo wasn't a point guard, he wasn't a shooting guard, he was a guard. Aaron Gordon isn't a small forward or a power forward, he's a forward. Tobias Harris, same deal. They wanted guys who could play multiple positions. And the Magic really doubled down on that again this offseason with some of the moves they made. Serge Ibaka, you know, when Serge Ibaka came in, I was all about the Serge Ibaka, Aaron Gordon front line. I thought, I think that should, honestly, I still believe that should be the Magic's front court. And they should play Ibaka at the five because I think that's where he's, he, he'll be most effective in this league today. I mean, Ibaka wouldn't be a center five years ago. But today, I think he's a center. I don't think he's a power forward. So, the Magic really made positional versatility, you know, not only a goal for their rebuild, but a huge goal for their free agency signings. I mean, you got Ibaka. Biombo is, is, a, is a center, but he can get out and guard perimeter guys for a little bit, and, and his pick-and-roll coverage is really good. They'll be able to switch a lot more than you think. They went out and got Jeff Green, who's just kind of a bundle of... of uh, versatility. I mean, that's been his career is no one really knows what he is or where to place him and he is moderately successful anywhere you put him. So, you know, this is a a, a, a target for the Magic to, to make their defense better in a lot of ways. I mean, if you think about it, you know, you add the rim protection in the back. But on the, on the guards and in the forward section, you can do a lot of switching off the ball. You can do a lot of switching on screens to prevent uh, anyone from gaining advantage through screens. That, that's a huge reason why the Golden State Warriors are successful. You look at the way that they play defense. One through five, they're able to switch. If, if, if you involve Harris, Harrison Barnes and Draymond Green in a pick and roll, they're not, gonna, they're not even going to bother guarding it. They're just going to switch. And that slows down an offense. That takes away an option that they have. And that's what the Magic are trying to do. You know, you look at, let's look at their proposed starting lineup. Alfred Payton, Evan Fournier, Aaron Gordon, Serge Ibaka, and Nikola Vucevic. Those three on the perimeter should be able to switch just about any, anything. Because Alfred Payton has good length for a point guard. He, he'll be able to disrupt guys and be able to guard some bigger players on occasion. 
So there, there's a lot the Magic can do on that end to make their defense better. Again, remember, this is all about making the defense better. It also affects the offense, and I didn't really get into this in my article, but the off, it makes the offense better because now you have guys who can play multiple positions and you can shift lineups around. The Magic can play a small lineup of Ibaka, Gordon, Hazonia, Fournier, Payton. The Magic can play a big lineup of Biombo, Ibaka, Hazonia, Fournier, Payton, or whoever. Hazonia can play the two-some. Fournier can play the three-some. It, it doesn't matter where you put a guy on the floor. He's able to be effective. And that's a big reason why versatility is so big t- in today's NBA. You not only have the length to affect things on defense, but you also have the ability to counteract that length on offense, too. And the teams that are successful are the teams that are versatile. You hear people talk about the Clippers. The, the problem with the Clippers, or one of the many problems with the Clippers, is they're a very talented team. But when you get into a series, you're able to hone in and isolate their weaknesses because they can't switch and get away from them. A lot of their players are kind of stuck in the positions they have to play. J.J. Reddick can't play the three. You can try playing Jamal Crawford to the three, but it's probably not going to be very successful. So getting guys who can play multiple positions is a very valuable tool, and the Magic have a lot of those guys. Just go down the roster with them. Evan Fournier can play the two or the three. Mario Hazonia can play the two or the three. Jody Meeks can probably play some three. Uh, Alfred Payton, I think, has the size to defend twos, although he can't play that on offense. C.J. Watson can play the one or the two. D.J. Augustin, you could probably put in, in smaller lineups at the two as well. Or pair him with C.J. Watson. And now you have two point guards on the floor. Uh, Hazonia can play the two or the three. I think I mentioned them already. Uh, Aaron Gordon can play the three or the four. Ibaka can play the four or the five. Biombo can, can play the five and, and maybe moonlight at the four if you have Vucevic in. Vucevic can shoot and spread the floor as a center, allowing you, allowing you to play a guy like Biombo or a guy like Ibaka with him. All Jeff Green, again, he can play the three or the four. All that really matters when it comes to establishing a strong defense. And the, and the Magic, again are really focused on that point. That's their ticket in. So we'll see exactly how this all plays out. Obviously, it's a long way away. September feels like a long way away right now, and it is. And and we want it to come so we can begin answering these questions. But that'll be the big question. I think that will be the early part of the Magic season. Can they build a strong enough defense to get themselves in the playoffs? Because if this defense falls flat... It's going to be a long year because that's what this team is, is, is clearly built on. And I think, again, I think they're going to give Vucevic a try. But if he can't cut the mustard, he's going to have to come off the bench because defense has to be their ticket in. So, uh, again, uh, thanks, everyone, for listening to the show. Be sure to follow us on iTunes. Uh, search Locked On Magic. You can find us there. If you listen to the old Orlando Magic Daily podcast theme, uh, it sh- or, uh, feed, it should automatically upload download for you. Uh, I'll be uh, doing a, a longer-form podcast later on in the week. I will uh, give you some more details on that and when to look out for that as well. I'll probably look out. Uh, we're recording it Wednesday night, so I'll probably look out for it Thursday. Um, let's see. Uh we're going to be, you know, obviously you can follow us on Audio Boom. You can follow me on Twitter, at OmagicDaily. Uh, ask me a question anytime. I'll be doing a mini mailbag probably later on in the week, probably Thursday, I would think. I'll, I'll tentatively, tentatively plan 
the mini mailbag on Thursday. So go ahead and send your questions in uh, at hashtag locked on magic to, or you can send them to me directly at Omagic Daily. I'll bank up a few of them and hopefully be able to answer some questions about the team. Uh, also, I'm trying to make sure I get everything in here. Also, be sure uh, to, you know, I'll be, I'll be working out the details on Stitcher. So if Stitcher is your, your chosen uh, podcast listening program, uh, I'll, I'll be setting that up probably later today or tonight. Uh, so bear with me on that. But I, I am happy to announce that we're on Stitcher. So we'll be, we'll be getting that going uh, fairly shortly. Um, I know some people. I know some people asked me for to, to get a better mic. I'm I'm working on that as well. Uh, so all things are getting better and better in the show. So I thank everyone for their support with with this podcast. It's been a lot of fun. I'm really happy to be doing it. We've got a lot to get to still uh, in, in this offseason. A lot of questions to answer and a lot coming up on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. So be sure to check that out. Again, you can follow me on Twitter at OmagicDaily. And I'll check you guys out tomorrow. Thanks, everyone, for listening to Locked on Magic. I'll see you tomorrow. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.